good morning. Let's begin our service by singing hymn number 150. In mercy, in goodness, how great is our King. Our tribute, thanksgiving, with glad hearts we bring. Thou art the renewer, the ancient of days, who givest for mourning the garment of praise. Hymn number 150. Scriptural will be given by Shahidat from Maryland. From the book of John, third chapter. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. 
Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh, and whither it goeth. So is every one that is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus answered and said unto him, How can these things be? Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, We speak that we do know, and testify that we have seen, and ye receive not our witness. If I have told you earthly things, and ye believe not, how shall ye believe if I tell you of heavenly things? Let's now have a moment of silent prayer and follow with the Lord's Prayer and its spiritual interpretation as given in the Christian Science Textbook. Our Father, which art in heaven. Our Father, Mother, God, all harmonious. Hallowed be thy name. Adorable One. Thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom is come. Thou art ever present. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Enable us to know, as in heaven, so on earth, God is omnipotent, supreme. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us grace for today. Feed the famished affections. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And love is reflected in love. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. And God leadeth us not into temptation, but delivereth us from sin, disease, and death. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. For God is infinite, all power, all life, truth, love, over all and all. Let's now sing hymn number 283. Praise we the Lord, for his mercy endureth forever. Let us extol him with joyous and loving endeavor. 
Come, let us sing, praising our God and our King. Should we be silent? Ah, never. Hymn number 283. Welcome to the Sunday morning service of the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. We begin every Sunday morning here at 10 a.m. with our roundtable discussion, where we discuss the week's lesson and other topics that need to be discussed, and learn how to practice better this science of Christianity, Christian science. And we had another really good one this morning. So if you missed it, or if you'd like to hear it again, you can find it on our website, plainfieldcs.com. And you can also find it on our YouTube channel and our Vimeo channel. We have a Sunday school for children that meets at 11. And that Sunday school is open to children anywhere 
It has its own dedicated teleconference number. And many of our students uh, don't live in the area and they participate uh, via the telephone. And what this means for you is if you don't live in the area and have a child of Sunday school age, uh, you can call us and we'll give you the number and our Sunday school teachers would be more than happy to welcome your child to our Sunday school. And we also have a testimony meeting every Wednesday evening at 8.15, where you can hear testimonies of healings and lives literally transformed through the study and practice of Christian science. And this week, we have a special service Thursday, Thanksgiving Day, at 11 a.m., and everyone is welcome to join us. And that service will also be available on our website and over our church teleconference number for those of you who can't attend in person. And of course, everybody is welcome to attend in person. And at all of our services, we have a nursery for infants and toddlers. So if you do show up, bring the whole family. The outreach of this church includes 17 websites, all of which are in different languages. As a result, the pure truth of Christian science is reaching people around the globe, in many cases in their own language. And everything that we provide on our websites is free of charge. Freely we have received and freely we give. And that is why we are so grateful to those of you who contribute financially to this wonderful and very important cause. One of the articles that is currently featured on our English website um, is a really good one for now, um, for all time actually, uh, by Mabel C. Lucas, an article entitled the true dominion of man. God gave man dominion, and that means you. So read the article, it's very good. And everyone is welcome here, and that includes all of you who are listening and participating from around the world. And now we will have the reading of a testimony of healing from the chapter entitled Fruitage, in the Christian Science textbook, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Reddy. And that testimony attests to the healing power obtained by studying the Christian Science textbook. And that reading will now be given by Janet from Georgia. Page 658, a testimony from Ireland. It is with heartfelt full of love and gratitude to God and to our dear leader that I send this testimony to the field. I had never been a strong girl, had always been subject to colds and chills and suffered all my life from a delicate throat. Seven years ago, I had a very severe attack of rheumatic fever and subsequently two less severe ones. These left all sorts of evils behind them, debility, chronic constipation, 
and several others, so that with these ills my life was often a burden to me, and I used to think I never should receive relief or help. I had also lost all love for God and faith in him. I could not accept a God who, as I then believed, visited sickness and sorrow upon his children as a means for drawing them to him. I was in this state of mind and body when Christian science found me. A dear friend, seeing my suffering, presented the truth to me, and though at first I did not believe that there could be healing for me, the Christian scientist God seemed to be the one I had been looking for all my life. I began to read Science and Health and shall never forget my joy at finding that I could love and trust God. I took to studying the Bible and read nothing but Science and Health and other Christian science literature for a year. After studying the little book for about six weeks, I one day realized that I was a well woman, that I had taken no medicine for three weeks, and that my body was perfectly harmonious. The reading of Science and Health had healed me. The wonderful joy and spiritual uplifting which came to me, then no words of mine can describe. I had also suffered from astigmatism and had for several years been obliged to use special glasses when reading or working and could never use my eyes for more than half an hour. But from the first reading of Science and Health, I found I could read in any light and for any length of time without the slightest discomfort. I am not only grateful for the physical healing, but for the mental regeneration. I rejoice that I am now able to help others who are sick and sorrowing. E.E.L. Camp, County Kildare, Ireland. The Bible and the Christian Science textbook are our only preachers. We shall now read scriptural texts and their correlative passages from our textbook. These comprise our sermon. The canonical writings, together with the word of our textbook, corroborating and explaining the Bible texts in their denominational spiritual import and application to all ages, past, present, and future, constitute a sermon undivorced from truth, uncontaminated or fettered by human hypotheses, and authorized by Christ. The lesson sermon for today can be found on page 16 of the Independent Christian Science Quarterly. Subject, Soul and Body. The golden text is from 1 Corinthians. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. The responsive reading is from Romans. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life 
in Christ Jesus, hath made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God, sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. But if the Spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his Spirit that dwelleth in you. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. Craig will now read. The Bible. Matthew. Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. And seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain and when he was set, his disciples came unto him, and he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon the earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat, or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body, what you shall put on. Is not the life more than meat, and the body than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you, that Solomon in all his glory 
was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which, is, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion, beseeching him, and saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home, sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus saith unto him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof. But speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this man, Go, and he goeth, and to another, Come, and he cometh, and to my servant, Do this, and he doeth it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. And Jesus said unto the centurion, Go thy way, and as thou hast believed, so be it done unto thee. And his servant was healed in the selfsame hour. From that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples how that he must go unto Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and raised again the third day. Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee, but he turned and said unto Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan, thou art an offense unto me, for thou savorest not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man come, will come after me, let him deny himself, and take up his cross, and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, and whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. For what, man, what is a man profitive if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man shall come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he shall reward every man according to his works. 
2 Corinthians. For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this we groan, earnestly desiring to be clothed upon with our house, which is from heaven. If so be that being clothed, we shall not be found naked. For we that are in this tabernacle do groan, being burdened, not for that we would be unclothed, but clothed upon, that mortality might be swallowed up of life. Now, he that hath wrought us for the selfsame thing is God, who also have given unto us the earnest of the Spirit. Therefore, we are always confident, knowing that whilst we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. We are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Wherefore we labor that, whether present or absent, we may be accepted of him. Galatians. For brethren, ye have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Fairly from Maryland will now read. Science and health. God is infinite, the only life, substance, spirit, or soul, the only intelligence of the universe, including man. I have neither seen God for his image and likeness, neither God nor the perfect man can be discerned by the material senses. The divine mind is the soul of man and gives man dominion over all things. Man was not created from a material basis, nor bidden to obey material laws, which spirit never made. His province is in spiritual statutes, in the higher law of mind. Soul has infinite resources with which to bless mankind, and happiness would be more readily attained and would be more secure in our keeping if sought in soul. Higher enjoyments alone can satisfy the cravings of immortal man. We cannot circumscribe happiness within the limits of personal sense. Knowing that soul and its attributes were forever manifested through man, the master healed the sick, gave sight to the blind, hearing to the deaf, feet to the lame, thus bringing to light the scientific action of the divine mind on human minds and bodies, 
and giving a better understanding of soul and salvation. Question, what are body and soul? Answer, identity is the reflection of spirit, the reflection in multifarious forms of the living principle, love. Soul is the substance, life, and intelligence of man, which is individualized, but not in matter. Soul can never reflect anything inferior to spirit. Man is the exception of expression of soul. Question. What are the demands of the science of soul? Answer. The first demand of this science is, Thou shalt have no other gods before me. This me is spirit. Therefore the command means this, Thou shalt have no intelligence, no life, no substance, no truth, no love, but that which is spiritual. The second is like unto it, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. It should be thoroughly understood that all men have one mind, one God and Father, one life, truth, and love. Mankind will become perfect in proportion as the fact becomes apparent. War will cease, and the true brotherhood of man will be established. Having no other gods, turning to no other but the one perfect mind to guide him. Man is the likeness of God, pure and eternal, having that mind which was also in Christ. Our theories make the same mistake regarding soul and body that Ptolemy made regarding the solar system. They insist that soul is in body, and mind, therefore, tributary to matter. Astronomical science has destroyed the false theory as to the relations of the celestial bodies, and Christian science will surely destroy the greatest error as to our terrestrial bodies. The true idea and principle of man will then appear. The Ptolemaic blunder could not affect the harmony of being, as does the error relating to soul and body, which reverses the order of science and assigns to matter the power and prerogative of spirit, so that man becomes the most absolutely weak and inharmonious creature in the universe. We cannot deny that life is self-sustained, we should never deny the everlasting harmony of soul simply because to the mortal senses there is seeming discord. It is our ignorance of God, the divine principle, which produces apparent discord and the right understanding of him restores harmony. Truth will be at length compel us all to exchange the pleasures and pains of sense for the joys of soul. The divine mind which forms the bud and blossom 
will care for the human body even as it clothes the lily. But let no mortal interfere with God's government by thrusting in the laws of erring human concepts. The so-called laws of matter and of medical science have never made mortals whole, harmonious, and immortal. Man is harmonious when governed by soul, hence the importance of understanding the truth of being, which reveals the laws of spiritual existence. The science of being reveals man as perfect, even as the father is perfect, because the soul or mind of the spiritual man is God, the divine principle of all being. And because this real man is governed by soul instead of sense, by the law of spirit, not by the so-called laws of matter. As human thought changes from one stage to another, of conscious pain and painlessness, sorrow and joy, from fear to hope, and from faith to understanding. The visible manifestation will at last be man governed by soul, not by material sense. Reflecting God's government, man is self-governed. When subordinate to the divine principle, man cannot be controlled by sin or death, disproving our material theories about laws of health to be fabulous. When understanding changes the standpoints of life and intelligence from a material to a spiritual basis, we shall gain the reality of life the control of soul over sense, and we shall perceive Christianity or truth in its divine principle. This must be the climax before harmonious and immortal man is obtained and his capabilities revealed. It is highly important in view of the immense work to be accomplished before this recognition of divine science can come to turn our thoughts towards divine principle, that finite belief may be prepared to relinquish its error. Dost thou love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind? This command includes much, even the surrender of all merely material sensation, affection, and worship. This is the El Dorado of Christianity. It involves the science of life and recognizes only the divine control of spirit in which soul is our master and material sense and human will have no place. Let us now have a moment of silent prayer for our world.
Let's now sing hymn number 208. The words of this hymn are by Mary Baker Eddy. O gentle presence, peace and joy and power, O life divine that owns each waiting hour, Thou love that guards the nestling's faltering flight, Keep thou, my child, on upward wing tonight. Hymn number 208.
Let's now sing hymn number 199. Now thank we all our God with grateful hearts and voices who wondrous things has done. 
in whom the world rejoices, who from the days of yore hath blessed us on our way with countless gifts of love, and still is ours today. Hymn number 199. from the Christian Science textbook, the Scientific Statement of Being, and the Correlative Passages from 1 John, 3rd chapter. There is no life, truth, intelligence, nor substance in matter. All is infinite mind and its infinite manifestation. For God is all in all. Spirit is immortal truth. Matter is mortal error. Spirit is the real and eternal. Matter is the unreal and temporal. Spirit is God, and man is his image and likeness. Therefore, man is not material. He is spiritual. 
Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. The very God of peace sanctify you wholly, and I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.